And that's why I believe in you because that is the greatest purpose. It's to love. Honest. It's to, it sounds corny. Whatever you want to say, I don't care. I love people because there is freedom and power in loving people. Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we have the crazy belief that creating success and happiness is a daily conscious effort, which is why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. I'm your host, Brandon Beecham, and each and every Wednesday, you can tune in to hear me interview a different consciousness changemaker that is out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can tune in to myself and my co-host, Dalian, giving interpretations of our favorite thought-provoking quotes, sharing a bit of inspiring or mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you in to positive vibrations on a regular basis. Also, this Positive Head podcast is definitely a labor of love for Dalian and I, but make no mistake, it takes a lot of time, energy, and resources to produce five episodes each and every week for you, our listeners. So if you enjoy the Positive Head podcast, it would be stellar and much appreciated if you showed us your support at positivehead.com by picking up one of our unique Positive Head bracelets. Of course, you would most certainly be helping yourself in the process because it functions as much more than just another stylish accessory. And if you haven't ever seen one, they're really cool, simple little bracelets with our Flower of Life Sacred Geometry inspired logo. They're actually made out of recycled tires and metal, so our intention is, of course, to do something positive by giving new life to previously discarded goods. And as far as their functionality goes, they act as a daily reminder to help you focus on the positive aspects of your daily life. The concept was actually inspired by studies that you can read about on our, our website. But besides that, many people believe just wearing something with sacred geometry is empowering in and of itself, uh, which you can also read about on our site. And of course, as the Buddha once famously said, what you think you become. So we believe having something on your wrist that reminds you to keep a positive head the same way a Fitbit reminds you to keep active makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, of course, we charge way less than Fitbit for helping you to manage your mental health because we let you name your price for your positive head bracelet. The reason we do that is because our heartfelt intention is to spread the positivity at all costs, first and foremost. That is our primary aim. And we don't ever want money to stand in the way of somebody wearing one. So if money is super tight and you want to pay as low as our cost to get one, no problem. On the flip side, if you love our podcast and just hit the lotto and want to show us your support by paying a million dollars for one, well, that won't hurt our feelings much either, I assure you. Uh, lastly, we also recently added a unique new line of t-shirts that have what we call chemistry quotes written out on them that help to spread the positivity as well. So head over to positivehead.com, check out all our wares, pick something up to show us your support if you feel inclined to do so. All right. Dalian, we're back, back in the saddle. The Positive Head Podcast is happening. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Uh, excellent, excellent. I am like Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars. Oh. I'm good. I am 
good. Good. For so strong. Neat. Okay. We promise only to give you like, uh, we're going to limit it to like 35 seconds of nerdiness per intro. I couldn't help to go full nerd on you (laughs) right off the bat again, but I I figured, hey. Comes really natural. Yeah. It's a positive head podcast. What do you think we're going to do? Which way do you think we're going to skew more naturally? Nerdy or, I don't know. Too cool for school. Right, exactly. I think you answered your own question. Uh, That's funny. Oh, let's see. What is happening today? Uh, A course. Well, not a course. It doesn't happen every day. But, of course, I'm excited that I woke up to a review on iTunes. Uh, As you guys know, that makes me extra excited when that happens because, uh, yeah, I just is is confirmation that we're helping people and helping ourselves in the process of course with this labor of love that is the positive head podcast and to get feedback means the world to us and uh, of course it also helps us to reach more people so uh on iTunes which is sort of uh the the podcast headquarters of planet earth <laughs> so, indeed uh anyway this one was short and sweet but I love it nonetheless it was from uh, JMY108 They said, I enjoy this on my daily commute to and from work. Love the variety of topics, quotes, speakers, all of it. Ah, well, JMY108, we love the fact that you are enjoying it and it's bringing something positive to your world. Thank you so much for completing the circle and uh, reflecting back to us because it fuels us to continue doing what we do. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you guys haven't reviewed us on iTunes yet, hint, hint, um, we'd appreciate it if you do. If you don't, that's okay too, but. It does uh, help to reach more people. So you're vicariously spreading positivity just by making me and Dalian feel good. (laughs) So let's see here. What do we got in way of a interesting, mysterious, fascinating story of the day? Today's story is about new technology. And uh, it jumped out at us naturally as the candidate for the story today, uh, even though the story is the technology, right? So we're going to talk about uh, Ubiquitous Energy, a a startup from Silicon Valley, Mm -hmm. Brendan, that's actually uh, was spun out of MIT. So it's got some uh, pretty bright minds behind it, apparently. And what they're uh, really famous for now, uh, thanks to a Bloomberg video, I think most of all, that's how I initially became aware of them. Mm -hmm. Bloomberg Business Clip. It showcases their transparent glass solar cells. Oh, yeah. Really, really cool. Uh, they look like ordinary glass, and they let uh, ordinary light through. Mm-hmm. But UV and infrared, I think, are what you know they capture to produce um, electricity. And they're less efficient than regular solar panels. But they look like glass. <laughs> yeah, they're, the fact that they can be installed in place of glass is yeah. incredible because, uh, like the clip showcases, uh, it, it mentions things like you know skyscrapers being able to power cities in the future. Wow. That's just incredible, right? So it's just like skyscrapers. It turns into like an this energy living, you know, energy generator sort of, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the very least, Brandon, it seems like we're going to here pretty quickly, actually, too, get things like, you know, uh, smartphones that are permanently charged because they'll just be powered by solar energy. And uh, right, like we, like we mentioned, skyscrapers that could potentially, at least you figure that they could power themselves, right? Yeah. That the energy that they generate could, um, you know, make them self-sustaining and ecological all, all at the same time in a way that's um, just seems very clean, right? So, right. So that's, I can even read you a little bit from their website because I, I just had to go locate their site. 
Cool. And it's ubiquitous.energy, okay. which is the name of the company. Their technology is called Clearview Power. And it says, Clearview Power Technology is a thin film that covers the display area of electronic products, including wearables, tablets, internet of all things, internet of things devices, like iPads and such, laptops, yeah. and digital signage, generating electricity to power these devices. So, yeah, once again, it's, um, you know, transparent, fully transparent to the eye, but um, able to generate electricity and just, you know, as you can see, the applications are already sort of naturally offering themselves up. Um, I think that we, hopefully we will see here um, pretty quickly in time a uh, increase in output, you know, some sort of uh, efficiency, you know, maximization that will make them, you know, as as good as it can possibly be because the, the concept is already being executed so well right they're like yeah. transparent they look just like glass they, how about pricing is it is it really pricing did you see that um i'm Are, not sure very what pricey? The, I mean, yeah i'm not i'm not really sure to be honest what the pricing uh angle of it is right now but it seems it's it's, it's getting more and more affordable yeah yeah that seems so. to be the trend with all solar related stuff it's just a matter of hitting that sort of tipping point where everything becomes uh you know sort of alive energetically from our roads to our buildings too and it's such a fascinating time to be alive because we're right on the you know right on the precipice of this being uh what's happening my theory why gas is like the cheapest i've seen it since i was a teenager is that they're like oh crap this is like uh not gonna be around much longer (laughs) you know it's like fire sale right let's empty we've got all this stuff stored up we've been Mm -hmm. you know talking about scarcity with it for a long time but now we realize it's gonna be gone so let's sell it cheaper and cheaper absolutely yeah this technology crisis that's become so apparent is, is powering this uh, upcoming energy revolution, right? Yeah. Which is what you were sort of hinting at there. And that's that's definitely very exciting. Super exciting. Well, moving right along, uh, I would like to share a quote today, uh, kind of a unique quote story hybrid. So uh, my quote for the day is, what has no conditions but one condition? You want to answer it? Do you know? Do you know? I happen to know the answer, but uh, I was going to give everyone a chance to guess uh, a little bit think longer. Think about it, people. What has no conditions? It's so. This is a quote uh, and also a bit of a riddle, right? <laughs> In a story. So, what has no conditions but one condition? I'll in the suspense unconditional love. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's what I just happened to do with a Facebook post that I was just looking at, too. I oh, just yeah? I just loved it. Quote, ah, unquote, on Facebook. Nice, so, the new yeah. feature of love. Um, well, uh, I, I I love this quote, and I heard it for the first time, and I had a really cool, uh, unique story that it, it's funny because I thought of this quote after finding the YouTube clip that I want to share here in a bit. And that YouTube uh, clip actually talks about unconditional love uh, towards the end of it. It's, it's a mixed, uh, there's mixed topics, but that is definitely a theme towards the end, as you'll hear. And so I thought, oh, this would be really cool. That that riddle, what has no condition but one condition, unconditional love, I'll do kind of a unique, um, you know, breakdown, right? Quote. And then I thought about it, and it actually my story of where I first heard this quote ties in directly to the story that is shared in the YouTube clip. So uh, wonderful synchronicity this morning, all around uh, around unconditional love and non-judgment. And that is really the biggest obstacle holding mankind back, in my opinion, is the seeing difference. 
you know, uh, divide and conquer the people who want to keep us disempowered. Uh, and we could go on about that. And of course there's lots of people that talk about that sort of thing. We won't spend much time on that, but dividing creates, uh, weakness, you know, together we're strong. The problem is, as we see, uh, every, you know, so many people is different in some way or another. And if we could just bring unconditional love and know that they're there only as a way, think about that person that really drives you crazy, that you don't like, you don't care for, you cannot stand you really there's something about their vibe they drive you crazy we've all had that right well guess what they're doing you a great service because imagine if they were just like you and imagine if the guy next to them was just like you and your neighbor was just like you guess what you would be just another same 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 and what that does is it allows you these these you know individuals or circumstances that don't represent what you are actually give you context they give you a way to define yourself you define yourself based off of the differences right and so they're actually you know fulfilling a great service uh by by being who and what they are and you know if you've never taken that perspective start taking it and everywhere you go you're there waiting for yourself as we always say and if you can look at these people especially those that get under your skin and drive you crazy as extensions of self that are doing what they're doing as an opportunity to to let you uh you know have your individuality and 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 choose the things that you want to stand for and be about um it's it's a wonderful gift and we're so busy judging who they are and why they shouldn't be that way and and bringing conditional conditionality to this the situation we just uh we we're sort of doing um you know it's, it's like a great slap in the face because a lot of times these souls have had to, uh, especially if they're negative or what have you, they've had to really uh, dumb down their love vibration to become that thing that they are that drives you so crazy. So if you can really expand your sp- perspective into one of, you know, unconditional love, you know, and I, I obviously easier said than done in all, all situations, but if you can make that a part of what you're striving to do, drop judgment, everyone is playing the role that they're meant to play to, you know, to weave this tapestry of reality together so everyone can experience that which they wish to become next. It's, it's, it's a perfectly woven web, you know, when we, when we pass and we can see from a higher perspective, um, which actually we talk, uh, you'll hear a little bit about in this clip. Uh, you'll look at what's going on down here and see it is absolutely perfect and that you have so much love for all these souls. So your our goal is to bring that energy now. And if we can do that now, we transform the ex- types of experiences that we have, uh, not only for those that we're interacting with, but m- even more importantly for ourselves. You're going to change your world by resonating with that unconditional non-judgmental vibration so that being said oh my story i didn't share the story part so the first time i heard this quote right uh i was it was i don't know it's probably close to 10 years ago there was a site you guys may i don't even know if it's still around i went on it like maybe twice called chat roulette dalian you you familiar with chat roulette I don't um, know if it still exists. I or, might have heard of so it. So what it was, it was a really interesting, it was like popular for, for a minute and then it got pretty weird with some of the things that people were doing on there and I, I don't think it, it stayed in the mainstream eye for more than like a month. But essentially what it was is you would just go on the site and click next and it would automatically link your uh, camera with someone else's, your webcam. And it was a really 
cool. I mean, you know, I spent maybe one or two days, a couple hours each on the site, just talking to people all over the country um, and uh, or all over the world, rather. And I came across this guy. And sometimes people would have funny things or just a message up in front of their webcam or, you know, of course, people get creative. And I came across this guy and he had like a satanic Bible and like all this like evil pentagrams and like weird, you know, creepy stuff. Right. And it says, you know, uh, answer this riddle and you will and I'll save your soul or something like that, you know, and it was so dark feeling and everything. And so I instantly, I, and it was what has no conditions, but one condition. And, you know, for whatever reason, it just, I knew the, I, how many times I've heard a riddle and I'm like clueless. I, I just, it came to me that answer. I didn't look it up, nothing like that. And I'm like, and so you could type to each other, right. Or talk either way, you know, via your microphone. And in this case, uh, I think we were typing and, uh, because I, I wrote, unconditional love and all of a sudden the guy like he took down what was in front of the webcam and he was like oh my gosh i've been doing this thing for like five hours and i committed myself that i would not you know i would not uh get off chat roulette until someone answered this question and no one got it no one knew no one knew and so behind it it was this like really nice like cool you know loving guy and he was just doing this it was all part of the facade this darkness this you know uh this satanic you know thing and it was really he had a message of unconditional love and non-judgment and it was really cool we talked for 30 minutes or so and it was just like it was just a really awesome experience so listening to this clip that i'm about to play she has a really similar story in some regards right and uh so it it was really a cool synchronicity because I'd already thought of using this quote and then I remembered the story surrounding the quote and then I saw how it tied into, you know, very similar to uh, Abraham who we're going to share uh, a story that she has uh, at the airport. And this particular clip is called, What Do We Do Between Lifetimes? And I found it on Vio77X's YouTube page. Take a listen. Thank you. My questions are about non-physical. Um, I put it together a correlation of, of just things from one workshop and another workshop, and, and, and it made some very interesting questions appear for me. Um, there was the mention of um, physical experience in Samuel Adams, and then these people being here now, and that would seem like the gap of 200 years in, in physical time, and I realize that non-physical um, d- doesn't experience time, or I mean, I, I accept that, and it, it makes sense to me. We experience and time. You're the leading edge of that which we are, and so, you have time, so we do too. Okay, so 200 years seems like 200 years to you too. When we look through your eyes. Right, okay, thank you. Um, so anyway, what do we do during that time? Um, do we get to ask questions? Do we keep on learning? Well, do not assume that the only gaze that you have is from one lifetime to another. In other words, you are eternal. That would mm-hmm. be like saying, I am in this body and I am a man, therefore I am a father, therefore I am a golf pro, therefore I can balance my checkbook and I am a brother, and right now I'm playing golf, therefore I cannot think about the other things that make up the continuity of who I am. Mm -hmm. And we say, as this non-physical consciousness, you are more agile with your non-physical thoughts than you are with your physical thoughts. The multi-dimensionality of your beingness from non-physical is unfathomable 
unfathomable from your physical standpoint. And we know it is really unsatisfying when someone like us says, well, you just have to take our word for it or you just have to take our feeling for it. But non-physical is infinite intelligence and omnipresent and can focus anywhere it wants to any time. And when you get that, then you don't apply the limitations that you feel in your physical format to non-physical. And that dream, that vision that you had just now about the unlimitedness of your being is just a beginning step of the unlimitedness that you really feel is non-physical energy. You just took a glimpse into what it's like for non-physical. The story that she's referring to was Jerry and Esther and Tracy arriving in Boston and us playing with them. Let us give you a little more background on this. Jerry and Esther were very new to this kind of thinking. And when they began, the people who surrounded them mostly in the workshops were of a metaphysical bent, which was very foreign to Jerry and Esther. They did not have thoughts about that. And they wanted to talk about past lives. And Jerry and Esther had never heard of such a thing and weren't all that interested in it. And when they began asking us about it, we were not encouraging conversation about past lives because we wanted them to focus where they are in the here and now. We want them to be who they are now and allow the fullness of that which they have become to flow through them here and now. So we didn't play with them about that at all. And they, as were many of the people in the various audiences, were beginning to feel very linear. They were saying things like, well, I now accept, and it was a hard jump for them, especially for for Esther, I accept that I have lived more than one physical lifetime. But then she began saying things like, well, that couldn't have been us because that person was alive when that person was alive. So we couldn't have been that person and that person because her thinking was somebody has to croak before they can be born again. And so, because they were beginning to go down the wrong track on understanding consciousness and the way it expresses itself, we said to them, you're going to like Boston. It was the last place of physical for you, which got Esther's attention. She said to Jerry and to Tracy, I was in Boston last. And then we said, all of you. And she said, all of us. And now they're in the limousine on the way to the hotel, and they are saying, who was I? Who was I? Who was I? Who was I? And we said, when you stand before the statue that is you, you will know. And they said, statues. We have statues. We were famous. And so they dropped off their bags. It's one o'clock in the morning, and they are running all over Boston, standing in front of statues. I can picture it. Hoping for the best. And when they stood before the statue of the renegade named Samuel Adams, troublemaker that he was, all three of them shouted, I was Samuel Adams. And then they looked at each other, not you, me. And then we explained that the energy that is within them was at that time within Samuel Adams. It was the first time that they began thinking in terms of energy stream rather than a clump of non-physical and a clump of flesh. It broke them loose into understanding that infinite intelligence and consciousness is a stream of consciousness. And for physical beings who have come to like your clump and take ownership of your clump, and some of you have done such a good job of that that you've decided you're going to take your clump into the non-physical with you, which we think is interesting. <laughs> we tease you, what are you going to do with a body in a non-physical realm? It's going to be cumbersome. 
it helped them to begin understanding that they are eternal beings. It's not very satisfying to query about the non-physical from your physical format because you don't have broad enough perception to really get it. There's no way of proving it. Esther said to Jerry and Jerry to Esther, we can't even prove who Abraham is. We can't assign them to a star or to a galaxy. We have no way of proving. We only know how they feel. Well, I I was just surprised, for instance, I felt that I sort of came back right away. I mean, I just got that feeling. And um, and so I thought, gee, there could be like a 200-year gap. Oh, but you have to understand, and we are appreciating you bringing this up. As we're calling you forward, you can only hear what we say through the lens that you are listening. In other words, as we said to Esther, Boston was your place of physical. She interpreted it because we had not been willing to talk to them at all about past lives. And now we're talking to her about a past life so she knew that it had to be something really meaningful there are many of you who are the same energy as those who were the founders of your nation that's why you take such ownership and it's why you take such issue when you think that it's going off in a direction that does not please you in other words you are eternal beings who have been playing in this physical realm for a very long time you're not new to this the people that you come forth with in clusters as you inhabit this earth in the way that you do, you are soulmates with all of them on some level. In other words, this is non-physical consciousness playing together. It is astonishing to us that you do not love one another in the way you did when you made the decision to come forth. As non-physical energies getting ready to come forth into these bodies, you had unequivocal love for every person on the planet and you came forth in an attitude of joining them and rejoicing and reveling in physical life. Look at the babies. That's still how they feel. They will love you no matter who you are or no matter where you live until they've been trained by their environment that they should not be that way. (laughs) Jerry and Esther a few years ago were at an airport and their general process was they would land, Jerry would go out and retrieve the car which took some time and Esther would wait at the baggage carousel for bags. And then Jerry would arrive just at the right moment and the skycap would help Esther to the curb and off they would go with the big heavy bags. So Esther is standing and waiting and a very nice man is waiting with her and she is playing with this man. She is teasing him, telling him that her bags would be the first three bags off the carousel. They always are, she said. And he said, no, my bags will be the first three bags off the carousel. They always are. And Esther said, well, that was before I was here. (laughs) But now I am here. My bags will be the first three bags off. And he said, no, my bags will be the first three bags off. And then a big, beautiful bag came rolling off, the first one off. And he grabbed it and smiled and pulled it off and put it down. And Esther said, thank you very much. That's my bag. And he said... What? And he looked. Their bags were identical. They had three identical bags. And Esther's bags were the first three bags off. And because he did not know they were hers, he pulled every one of them off for her. And she thanked him profusely. They had a wonderful time. They did everything short of hugging each other. And then Jerry is watching from the doorway, waiting. And he said to Esther as she got into the car, Do you know who that man was? And Esther said, No, he was very, very nice. And Jerry said, he is the television evangelist. He is the one that preaches fire and brimstone. He's the one that when you hear him, you yell, shut that off. (laughs) Jerry said, it was interesting to watch you because if either one of you knew who the other one was, 
you would not have been having such a good time together. And so what we're wanting you to understand is that if you could leave behind your self-imposed biases that you've picked up from your cultures as you separate yourselves in your fear, you would be these loving beings who are embracing one another as the fellow travelers that you are, you see. That's what it feels like from non-physical. And anything less than that will always feel off to every one of you. So, yeah, uh -huh. really yeah. cool, huh? I mean, cool the story I love so much because here's these two characters. They couldn't be more on the opposite end of the spectrum. One, a, a televangelist and one uh, channeling some, you know, non-physical entity, right? Uh, they would, uh, as her husband said at the time, if you guys only knew who each other were. And, and then they had this crazy synchronicity and this, this meeting of souls in the airport for a brief moment that, you know, is kind of this magical experience. My speculation, those souls are probably very, very closely connected, agreeing to pay, play very different roles on this planet, but that are, you know, in a similar, there's a, there's a commonality in that it's, it's, you know, in spiritual realms, so to speak, uh, one more anchored in, you know, things that I would resonate with and one not so much, but it's all playing a role. That televangelist is playing a role for the souls who are interacting with that story and that it's, it's all a step in their own evolution. And so why would we judge it? Why would we dislike him? Why would we, you know, and, and I, you know, once again, I've certainly been very guilty of this sort of thing. It's very easy to get judgmental about things that are different than us or that seem negative. Or oh off. yeah. We're so conditioned to be that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I really like how she talks, of course, about, you know, the life between life stuff and how we just can't fully grasp it and how it's, you know, it's a stream of consciousness, not a clump. And, and that really resonates with me, too, because I've had characters that I resonate with so strongly from, you know, maybe history or, you know, there's just been key certain things at certain times where I'm like, man, I just there's I feel such a connection to that soul or that person or whatever. And it's like that makes a lot of sense when you start thinking it's not just a clump. Uh, it's it's a stream of consciousness. It's an energy that's is commingling with other energies, and it's so we're, we're sort of like these composite beings. Even you know is what that kind of gets me uh, thinking, and and I've heard that sort of thing before. So. Um, uh, yeah, it's just a really interesting, obviously we'll never fully grasp it or be able to wrap our mind about it, uh, around it until we're there. <laughs> and even then I bet there's stages that you go through in comprehension, depending on what sort of perspective you're looking at thing. What lens are you looking at reality through, you know, how, how expanded is it? And I, I imagine the more expanded it gets, the more it will all, uh, be, uh, you know, discernible and understandable to us. Yeah, that that Abraham story is so great. Uh, Esther's uh, encounter uh, is so so funny and so appropriate to the subject matter. But um, as you said earlier, Brandon, I do definitely think that unconditional love is just about the biggest, best, highest thing you can do on this planet. Because if you can let go of your judgments just for a moment, you don't have to even release them altogether. There's nothing you have to do, right? So you you can, of course, if you want to, continue to just holding on to everything you believe and think, you know, as much as you want to. But the idea here is that, you know, hopefully you will see the value in beginning to expand yourself because that's what you're doing ultimately is expanding yourself by letting your thoughts and emotions be what they are, um, reactive, though they may be in judgmental, though they may be in, in a lot of cases. And as you said, it's so easy to do this, right? We find ourselves doing it every day, right? In spite of ourselves. Yeah. But um, if you can... 
learn to expand kind of like your breath, like uh, like our friend Tim, who's here, is, is doing so much for me lately, like making me aware of my breath and, and all of that. Yeah. But making you aware of the space that you can create in your life for, um, you know, that something greater really to come in because when you can set aside everything that you hold on to so much instinctively, you know, your opinions and things like this, you can just set them aside for a moment, expand and take in more. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, when you were talking earlier, it reminded me of, um, again, something from, I think, Conversations with God, book one, mm-hmm. but something referencing how so much of the world believes in what they believe, which is their half of the world, so right. to speak, and they reject the other half. So when you sort of reject the other half of the world because of, you know, holding on to your own viewpoint so, so much, so heavily and, you know, believing so seriously in, you know, in things, et cetera, you know, this like sort of, you know, heavy, intense quality to everything, then I think you're, you know, really just depriving yourself of something that you could experience. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that makes me think of a quote that uh, I recently uh, saw uh, from Alan Watts, and it says, uh, man suffers only because he takes seriously what the gods made for fun. <laughs> oh yeah, I just saw that one this morning. It's really great. It's a good one. Alan Watts is amazing. Well, Dalian, I believe we're out of imaginary time for today, uh, but there's always imaginary time another day. So until then, uh, what do we have in way of some musical tastings for the people? Let's see here. You have something that I figured you would have cued by now. Uh, Yeah, this is a song that is uh, definitely near and dear to my heart. uh, And uh, I hope you guys love it as much as I do. It's Feed Me and Crystal Fighters. Love is all I got. Excellent. And before we check out the musical tastings for today, I would like to add this podcast is definitely a labor of love for Dalian and I. So, If you have enjoyed this positive download from our hearts and minds to yours, please take a minute, give us a rating or review on iTunes, since iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting. Uh, Your good reviews help us to reach more listeners. Also, we would be extremely appreciative if you would tell your friends and family about the show. Our sincere intent with the Positive Head podcast is to spread positivity to the world because, well, because we're selfish, quite honestly. Uh, I say that jokingly, but really only halfway joking. I'm referring to the good kind of selfish based on the knowing that we all get what we give in this life because when we give, we're actually always giving to extensions of self since we're all really one in the same consciousness, just in different bodies. So if you want to be a good selfish along with us by helping to spread the positivity, by all means, please proceed to shout about the Positive Head podcast from your rooftop. <laughs> Otherwise, As you continue on your fabulous journey in this 3D reality, be sure to remember this. As long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Journey well, everyone, and thank you for being. Now love is all I got, I can't live. Love is all I got, only love in my life. Love is all. Love is all I got now. Love is all I got, I can't live. Love is all I got, only love in my life. Love is all. Love is all I got, love is all I got Live life with love and trust That love will come down to earth and save us all Love is all I got I can't live with everything I've lost Because love will come to save us all So save us all Wake your soul with love in the morning Feed your soul with love till the evening Expand your soul with love on the weekend Cause love is all I got 
Wake your soul with love in the morning Feed your soul with love in the evening Expand your soul with love on the weekend Cause love is all I got so, Wake your soul with love in the morning Feed your soul with love in the evening Expand your soul with love on the weekend Cause love is all I got Wake your soul with love in the morning Feed your soul with love in the evening Expand your soul with love on the weekend Cause love is all I got My darling, I can give you what you want If what you want is love Darling, I can give you what you want What you want is love So save